Hi everybody, welcome to the Lock Pod. Oh, oh my gosh, the intro came in then. I don't know why. <laughs> we got it back. Welcome to the Lock Pod, the Lead Rhinos Lot 17A podcast. Kindly sponsored by ACDMB, who are a branding and creative design agency based in Farsley, Leeds. They create standout brands. So for any companies out there that need a brand new logo or a brand refresh, just get in touch with ACDMB. Thank you, as always, to them for sponsoring us. And for those watching on YouTube, designing this amazing fanzine. This is issue two of the Lot 17A fanzine, which is available now on the Lot Pod store. Just Google the Lot Pod, the Lot Pod store, the Lot Pod shop. That first link in Google, that's us. The fanzine is available to buy now, along with the badges. This is the mailbag off the back of Leeds smashing Hull KR 66 points to three. Um, joining me as always, my right-hand man, our amazing stats man, Statman Reese. how are you? Good, thank you. Good Friday, big walk this morning. Leeds won on Tuesday. Obviously, that makes everything much better. It does. It does. it that Because that, that for United, we're talking about now, that was a really big win. And yeah. really, in those games, it's usually when United buckle. And yeah. no, I was, I was incredibly proud of them. But Sunday, yeah. it's got the potential to be a double whammy. <laughs> United yes. and Rhinos playing in the same day. And the Rhinos women as well. But they're, And they're the Rhinos women, women yeah. But no, I know I always say that the men's side are going to win every game, and I always will, but I can assure you, the women's side this year will genuinely win every single game. Cannot see them getting beat at all. At all. No. Who's joining us today? Um, we had him on for about two weeks, I don't think. So it's uh, Laurie. Hi, Laurie. Hello. Hello. How are we doing, gents? You all right? Yeah. Lot pod squad number three. It's Waterboy. I've told you this before. It's Waterboy. <laughs> Waterboy. I'm, I'm outraged at that. The Lock that Pods. Outraged. <laughs> the Lock Pods Waterboy. You having a nice long weekend, Loz? Um, I am indeed, gents. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to it, to be fair. So, yeah, it's been a good start to the uh, proceedings. Watched the rugby today. And then, yeah, it's going to be a good weekend, I think. It's always nice seeing St. Helens fans cry, isn't it? Did, oh. I've, watched, I've watched none of it. Sorry to intercept there, Reese. I've been decorating from the moment. My eyes opened today, so I've not seen any sport. I've seen nothing. So can you two fill me in on what I've missed today? It sounds pretty exciting. Um, the new segment for the pod is the Tom uh, Tony Smith sat race because <laughs> it's between him and Mark Appergarth at the moment. Who's going first? I mean, Kr just absolutely tore them apart by forty. Full stadium at Hull, forty points to nil. Oh my! That that that's Tony Smith, then, isn't it? That if we all agree He's, with that. Yeah, that's Tony. Mm. You don't recover. You're done. It was a strange one, though, wasn't it? Because uh, yeah, they looked very poor, but same context. Hull okay, looked very good. Yeah, it were almost. He couldn't work out. I couldn't work out if it were just because Hull were terrible or okay, Hull were brilliant. It was a really weird game, actually. Might be a mixture of both, but yeah, yeah, I think Tony Smith could be on borrowed time. I think that's it, Reese. I think, um, to, yeah, weren't they at home as well? Yeah, and yeah. a really big crowd as well. 
I think with the start they've had, he needed to win that to have any chance yeah. to keep his job. I think, I don't know what, what time is it now? 20, 20 to 8, quarter to 8, as we record this on Friday evening. He'll be gone by tomorrow. Yeah. He'll be done. And then done. Um, Wigan won 16 4, I think. Oh, wow. Um, uh, favourite moment was Saints thought they got their second try to bring it within a try. To be fair, it looked like a try initially, and then it went up, and it looked, and it showed that he dropped it, and it went onto the no <laughs> try on the screen, and all you could see was a crowd. The the end because the screen was at the end where the St Helens fans were, and all I'm going, what, 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 why? Like all started complaining. He's like that wasn't it. in the agreement. He's it was it. literally so. It was so obviously not a try when you see the video clip as well. Yeah. It's like, isn't it? It's, the ball's come out of his arm. It's come out, and oh, it was magical. But the the advantage of it today is we've got a question on it later. Actually, in the two games, two massive attendances. You know, I think they had twenty four thousand at Wigan. Yeah, you know, it's their biggest attendance at Wigan for eighteen years. I think it's been a really good success. I mean, the Cass Wakefield game was freaking dreadful. Yeah, mm. awful. I watched the golf instead. It was much more entertaining. Oh my god, you were so bored. You watched golf. Yeah, I watched a bloke carve cheese off a big block onto some potatoes four times in a loop because that was more entertaining. Uh, That's more point. entertaining than golf, I can assure you. <laughs> <laughs> so I Should wonder what. Yeah, but I, just before we do dive in, delve in to the mailbag, I wonder what Paul Wellens is going to complain about this week, this weekend. Someone's to blame. Someone's to blame. I mean, they can't they can't really blame much when Wigan had Jake Shorrock at halfback. You know, he never played there and he actually had an absolute storm yeah. as well. Well done, Jake Shorrock. He, you mean he got the he made the knock on for that try in the second yeah. half, and then he, he made it a really good tackle later on as well, or interception. Yeah. He was he was brilliant to be fair. Um, but anyway, yeah. well played, Jake Shorrocks. That's last time I'll compliment a Wigan player ever, <laughs> ever. So this is the mailbag. If you are new to us, to this podcast, to this mailbag, it's essentially we ask our listeners, our followers on Twitter to get in touch with us with their comments, their thoughts, their questions, and we rattle through them. If you do want to get in touch for the next mailbag, you can. Lot17A, the Lot Pod on Twitter, or the Owl and, Fee, Owl and Fleece on Twitter, or you can email lot17a at outlook.com. I'm starting to panic now because I'm not wearing my wedding ring and I don't know where I've put it during decoration. <laughs> um, that's my problem. <laughs> Shall we delve in, Reese? Do you want to start? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing at you looking for your wedding ring. I could see you're going to texting Harriet now, going, I am. Harriet, where's the ring? <laughs> Where is my wedding ring? It is completely missing. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, I will start. We haven't got a question at first, but it is uh, more of a comment. So, on the back of the match review for the previous game against Hulk AR, we did a poll. Or Lottie did a poll because he loves a poll. Um, who would you rather keep beyond this year? Was it Walters or Tevano? And we said it'd probably be a landslide at least 90%. I can't remember what it was in the end. Lottie, can you? It was um, bang on 90%. 90%. Sam Walters' favour. So Luke said, well, the Tevano or Walters poll on Twitter went as predicted. 
I do think that were pretty obvious. Just to kind of pad this out a little more, we said on the match review panel, it kind of came about that if it was because because I kind of brought up the point of I'm I'm, I'm bored of seeing Zane Tavano playing crap, which I am, and I always will be until he plays decent consistently. Um, and I kind of said, why are we seeing Sam Walters on the bench? Zane Tavano plays rubbish. So I kind of it, it kind of emerged that if it was one or the other, that's where the poll came from. But who was it, sorry? Luke, yeah. I do think it was a, a pretty basic poll. I kind of just did it to see. And I think it had 600 or 700 people voting and, yeah, 10% to Tetavano and 90% to Sam Walters. Did did you agree with that, Laurie? If it, if, if, it, if it is, if it ever was one or the other, it's a pretty, pretty simple choice. I just want to know who the 10% who voted for Tetavano. <laughs> Well, that, that's the thing, because people were saying, who's voting for Tetevano? But you've got that thing of, it isn't just Leeds fans voting, is it? Yeah, exactly. It's people yeah. like Mav and who are going to jump in and try and sabotage it. <laughs> there is a bit of logic in that poll, though, in that Walters is a lot younger, Tetevano's towards the end of his career, obviously quotas, but so there is there is a bit more to it than just one player versus the other. But mm. obviously, I think we all voted for Walters. Yep, agreed. Oliver asks, it's rivals round again for the Easter period, but are you all a fan of it? And also, what type of round or rounds would you like to see introduced into our game? Thanks for letting me ask a question. Love the positive work you do across your platforms. You don't have to thank. You can, we, people have asked us if we would rather be a toaster or a microwave, Oliver. You're more than welcome <laughs> to send your question anytime, my friend. So, Laurie, rivals round, are you a fan and what type of round or rounds would you introduce or would you like to see Super League introduce? Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I mean, it's good to have all like, especially towards the start of the season, especially during Easter, where you've got like all the big game or like the big rivalry fixture sort of thing. I think it's great. And I also think it looks good for the sport if you can advertise it well. Like today, you have two big fixtures that are on TV and it looks great and it attracts people, especially when you see full stadiums, let's be honest. So it's a good idea. Um, what sort of other ideas? I mean, you have to look at like NRL where you've got like all their different rounds of stuff, which are quite good. Um, I mean, for us, I always think like we should have like, I don't know, like a family round maybe where, you know, you try and get all the clubs to sign up to a deal where it makes it cheaper for families to go. Good or, idea. Wow. Yeah, yes. Or, you know, or you have like, an, in, an inclusive round where you try to say to people like not necessarily the people that we attract to the spot every week but different areas of society try and get them to come along it's crazy mm -hmm. it sounds we're trying to be an open game and an open sport and get more people involved it'd be great to have something like that so i think there's many avenues we can go down but i just think as a sport we we should just have one round i know it might get a bit gimmicky but we can spread it out so, like, you could have maybe one every couple of months, but something which we can try and build upon and market and get our spot out there, I think. Yeah. Do you agree, Reese? I I don't often praise Super League, but I think they've... I thought absolutely... you were going to say you don't often praise Laurie. No, I, I don't, to be fair. But um, I, I, think they've, I think they've nailed this weekend and this yeah. round. Um. Obviously, listen to everyone's concerns about doing the two games over the weekend because obviously we used to play what Friday and then the Monday, didn't we? So they've listened to that, made it one round, made it a big rivals round. We've had full stadiums to you know today. Obviously, Cass was fairly full on Thursday night. 
Um, so I think if, I think they've absolutely nailed it, and I, so I am a fan of it. If this is how they're going to do it going forward, the only bit I'm not really a fan about is that we don't really have a rival. Mm. Yeah, like Saints Wigan, massive game. Hull Hull KR, big game. Caswaki, you know, big games. Um, you know, if Toulouse was still here, Catalan Toulouse would be a really good one. But mm. without without Bradford, we don't really have. It doesn't have the same emphasis for us, I don't think, as a Rhinos fan. Um, but I think even Warrington are playing Catalan, Catalan, aren't they? And Catalan are pretty much sold out their stadium as well over there. So it's, it's. I think it's been a massive success. Um, and in terms of other rounds, I don't want to suggest one to introduce. I just don't want to lose Magic. Yeah, <laughs> so I'd, just, I'd, I'd rather just keep Magic rather than introduce something else. I think the term rival rounds is wrong. I think that's wrong. I think it's too broad because all we've got really is three derbies, two which are superb in the whole the whole derby and obviously Wigan Saints. Cass Wakey, I know they are local and but do they even I think in a previous life they would have cared about beating each other. And I guess it meant something on Thursday. But other than that, I think their biggest game is against us. But then our biggest game isn't against them. So I feel like definitely Wigan Saints and the whole one hundred percent, but I, I don't know, calling it rivals round never sat with me. I think you, I don't know what you could call it, but because you can't you can't call it Derby Day, can you? Because exactly, only, only, they're not all. You caught between a rock and a hard place, and I don't know what to call it, but I don't think it's rivals or or Derby because you've only got like two or three. But, but I agree with Reese in that yeah. it's been really well attended this year, and I do think that similar to what Reese says, that the biggest part to play in, in that is there's only one game, so people perhaps would have had to pick or choose, you know, because they are quite used to be Thursday, Sunday, or however it worked out. People might say, right, I can only afford one, or I'm only going to take the family to one because of other commitments where it's clearly been planned a lot better now. And the attendances have said so. In terms of what other rounds I'd put in, I think Laurie's smashed it there with the family round, where the whole league, that that's not my idea, that's the first time I've, I've ever heard it, but I think he's smashed it there in that the whole of Super League jump on it to say, right, it's, I don't know, kids are a quid for everyone in every ground, whether it's home or away, and just pack out or try the best and and kind of fall that in line with the Channel 4 game as well. So maybe we could have, for the family round, there's a game on Channel 4 at 12 or 1, then there's two games on on a Saturday, you know, on, on Sky or something and really promote it and try and push it to a to a younger audience. Okay. I think it's a tough one though, isn't it? Because you've got to think as well, you've got to work out who you're trying to appeal to in each one. And that sounds a difficult one, but you know, like for the family one, that's a, you could do that on a massive scale. Oh yeah. And you could promote that and it would work. It would work because it encouraged people. Because for instance, I saw some Saints fans complaining, shock. Um, oh wow! About, yeah, about the fact that it was like you liar. <laughs> it was like twenty four quid for kids and stuff at the game today. Oh my god! Yeah, or something it was like expensive. that. 
Yeah, and you're just thinking that's not going to attract families to take kids to games. You know, they kids want to see these big games as much as anybody else. So why are you punishing them for, you know, punishing the families because it's a big game? So it's a straight, it's something that we should, the sport should look at maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Next question is from Alan. So Alan's asked, or said, sorry, um, our golden generation is not celebrated enough around Headingley and Headingley Stadium. Why don't we have the names of all these successful players plastered all across the town and stadium? Laurie? Is it maybe because it's still so recent? Maybe. I mean, I can get the point. Um I mean, you've got to think, we saw today Ryan Hall scored an hat-trick. He's still playing, you know. I'll admit he's for a different club, but yeah. we did, I mean, I don't know what's happened with that statue. That was supposed to be dedicated to Simfield and Burrow. That was supposed oh, to be yeah. put up on it. So, it's a good point. Um, we should maybe do it more, but I think a case of it is probably too recent. Maybe give it maybe another few years, but it's a good point. I, I think you've yeah. got to choose where it needs to be, because I think... yeah. I don't want it. I, we need to obviously have it in Headingley because it's one of our. It's the best area of the club. But equally, we've all got to move on from the golden generation yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. So if you can see it plastered around all the time, you don't really move across it. You know, I love some of the Legion United murals because they're just plastered all around different parts of Leeds. Like there's one of guys, there isn't there? And obviously, I've seen Burley Banks. He's yeah. done one for Rob in Headingley, I think, hasn't he? Yeah. So I think. Choosing stuff like that is probably a bit more appropriate when we need it. Obviously, we've got the big one of Robert um, at Leeds Beckett Uni um, as well. But I think it is too recent. And two, I think part of it is we celebrate it, but we also need to move on. Yeah. Who asked the question, sorry? Alan. Alan, it should be everywhere. It should be every... <laughs> from 2004... To 2017, each squad member should have, at the bare minimum, a street named after them, you know, <laughs> in Leeds. I mean, there's some, I know Leeds is a lovely place, but there are some stinking streets where you can just have Anthony Mullally Drive or something, you know, instead of whatever <laughs> it's called. But in terms of the bigger stuff around Headingley, absolutely, every street around there should be called at least... I don't know, a Paul Ayton Road or something. And then in terms of the actual ground, I think it's diabolical that we don't have a stand, a Jamie Peacock South stand or a Jamie Jones, I don't know. Everything to me, the the bar, the, the whole lot should be plastered. There should be murals everywhere. But it's, I do agree what Ree says in that, then it would be everywhere. But then it, we can't hide from the truth. It happened and it should be remembered forever. And in terms of Laurie, who, who, who mentioned perhaps it's too recent, I kind of get that because like Ryan Hall's still playing, Callum Watkins still playing. But Kev and JP retired like eight years ago. It's Yeah, yeah. It, it yeah, feels yeah. recent, but then I always see it through because we're, well, I'm old, I'll speak for myself, but... I see it through the, the kids' eyes because those are the ones, like my kids, when they're old enough. Unfortunately, whether they like it or not, they will have to sit there whilst I talk them through numerous grand finals and, and famous players, whether they like it or not. Alan, so, what you don't know is that there's a room in Eddie's house purely dedicated to Danny Maguire. And when reason. his kids are old enough, 
when, it, when his kids are old enough, he will sit them in there, and every nighttime routine will be praying down to Danny Maguire, and they have to watch Danny the highlights. <laughs> Is it true that there's actually a laptop set up with the old, you know, the lock pod interview with him on constant stream, twenty four seven? On the telly now. Okay. <laughs> I, actually, I actually snapped the remote in half so no one could turn it off. It's just taped <laughs> over his wedding video, didn't he? It's just on constant, constant loop. Good question, Alan. But yeah, really good question. Louise asks, how on earth can Tetevano be the worst Super League signing ever when we've seen the likes of Bo Falloon play for Leeds, Tui Lollahair, Joe Vickery, Mitch A. Church, all of whom were really terrible players and all of whom were far worse than Tetevano. I think this is because I said it again on the match. Yeah, but I actually think there's a different part to this statement that you said because you also said it was the worst value for money because none of those players that were mentioned there by Louise all were terrible for us. You're completely right, as you said, but none of them were on 350 grand a year or whatever Tetevano is on. So I think when you were talking about being the worst signing we've ever had, or a Super League, it was the it's because of the value in the contract and what we've got. Exactly. That's why pound for pound, he is the worst. It's my opinion. Other people might think otherwise, but I think you tally things up. So for me, first of all, if someone's market, we are strangled as a sport by we're crippled by the salary cap. I get it. It's how it works, but. In a salary cap sport, when you're going for someone marquee, you have to meet certain criteria. Zane Tetevano met a lot of that criteria. So when we first signed him, New Zealand international, oh, I think he's had over 100 NRL caps, won the NRL. So that's three. So straight away, three, you'd think... I think everyone, when we signed him, were like, that is, that is a marquee player. And I agreed with it. But then when he comes over, doesn't play like a marquee player at all. It just says to me, he's the worst. I've, I've, some, of the, some of the players there are terrible, but they, they're they just not of the calibre of Zane Tetevano. And to me, I, I just expected more and I expect more. But it's my opinion. And until someone sit, proves to me or names a player, from, not just from Leeds... From any club, because some someone DM'd me and said, "What about Tyrone Roberts at Warrington? He came as in as a marquee, and he was terrible, but he was only here for like one year. So it's like Tavano's mm-hmm. been here longer. I'm not. I feel like, like Reese kind of said last week, we've 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 spoken enough about Cruz Leaming. I think I have to shut up about Zane Tavano because <laughs> I think. I think it's he's good probably for a everyone. really nice guy. I bet he is a really nice guy, and I'm only criticizing his on the field stuff. That's all. I don't have a problem with him. I just expect better. But I think I need to shut up about saying to Ivano because people seem to think I hate him and I don't at all. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's my question, isn't it? Yeah, Sorry. The next one. <laughs> um, we'll edit that. Edit button. Um, Will's asking, if Lees were to sign one player for 2023, which position would you like it to be in? So I'm assuming Will's meaning in season. For now, yeah. Mm. Mm. Halfback. 
that's still my biggest worry in that if one of those are injured, we're down to Sinfield and Gannon now leaning now Leeming's gone. So for me, I'd still be looking at half back. I think at full back we've got Myler, we've got um Hooley. I know he's gone out alone at Batley, and we've got Hanley who can all fill in there. But half back really worries me. So I think if if we were to make a signing, that's the position I think where weakest at. What do you think, Loz? Can't disagree. I think it's an interesting one though. Um mm-hmm. I mean, for the first time in ages we've got like pretty decent forward setup aren't we at the minute so if you consider what we have been like for the last few years we've been going we need a forward we can't rely on Donaldson every game um so yeah it's kind of I do feel we probably need a backup but then again it's well if we want to sign somebody but you're right I think it's a case of if like Caesar gets injured or something like that it's almost like you are really like going "Uh uh-oh what do we do yeah so yeah I think possibly I mean would we could we sign someone do you reckon I don't. I don't know. I think it's it's so difficult, and I think I mentioned this before. But I think the squad we have now will not be the squad that finishes the season. Similar to like last year when like everything happened with Hardacre and he came in and revitalised us. Something like that's going to happen this year. Because well, it the just whole... makes you think who in the market would be available. Well, that's it. I, nothing. Oh, because obviously the leaming thing has happened now. And none of us expected that. That's going to happen elsewhere and have a knock-on yeah. effect to us. I, I just feel, I don't know, with Rowan always saying that the salary cap's always a live thing, I feel like something else will change. What do you think, Reese? What position? I don't want to be boring, but I think you're right. Because we haven't, I suppose the other thing you could say is that Cam can play half. So you yeah. could potentially put him there from that spot. I think you lose who we are as a team if you don't have that third cam and the two halfbacks. Mm. If I was going to say another position, I'd actually say centre. And, and hear me out on this one. Hanley, perfect. No problem with Hanley. Fussy 2 is out for two months. Could be longer. He's only got a year left in his contract. Um I think Nene was awesome on the wing when we had him on the wing. Um, and I think we just need that better depth at centre at the moment. So I, if I, I would take a centre if it wasn't just not to be boring and say a halfback. Yeah. Yeah. Where are we? Jono asks or says, asks Castleford and Wakefield have been scrambling around for players the past week or two. Is the IMG effect now taking place? Our sides now starting to panic about hitting the IMG criteria, and what band do you think Leeds will get? Leeds will be—I'm not sure what the, if they are bands or how that works, Jono, but Leeds will be the top band along with Wire, Wigan, and Saints. Saints. I'm going to assume they—they—they are just the top band, Jono. In terms of is the IMG effect now taking place? Our sides starting to panic about hitting the criteria. Well, they are—they absolutely mm-hmm. are. I mean. I kind of tweeted last night, it's a shame both Cass and Wakefield can't get relegated along with Lee, but this that just this is just the world we live in. And but and again I tweeted these sides are scrambling around for players, but they're just taking them from each other and it, they're not like I know I think I know it's a different side, but Corey Hall left Wakey and went to KR and they got Will Dagger and I was like yeah. that's such a diabolical thing for Wakefield to do 
Hall's like one of their best players, so young as well. And then there's the rumour that, is it Tanganoa, Tangoa from Wakefield's going to Warrington to replace that McKayley fella? I mean, that's two of Wake's best. So if they are panicking, they're going the wrong way about it because they're letting the best go and replacing with nothing. And I think, I'm not bothered about Cass, but in, in terms of Wakey, they've got that new stand as well. So you think that's part of it. That's part yeah. of the panic was that they had to have the stadium and the infrastructure. But um, they're gonna go down. Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna have this new new stand that I'm assuming there's some repayments to make on it. And they're going down in, I think the the they're really gonna suffer like deeply. Yeah. Really deeply. With the chief executive for leaving as well. It's well, a sinking I'm... ship. Yeah. Going back to what you the previous question. Would you almost think about going for uh, Lino or Lino? Every, every I would. No, I no. would. <laughs> no, I you think, would. no. I think in a, I think in a, in the lead side, I think he'd, I think it'd well worth a year, easy. No, but if we're he, not right. We're not doing year contracts anymore. I'm sick of doing year contracts. <laughs> right. The halfback positions are arguably the most important positions in that spine, or that, the, the team, sorry, that spine, 1, 6, 7, and 13. I can't be asked having year, you know, contracts of, of people at 6 or 7 just being here for a year and going, oh, oh I might extend or not. I want a long-term halfback partnership you build on. I'm sick of doing these one-year stuff so, and talking about it as well. So that's it. Done. <laughs> Dusted. Um, in terms of people that are panicking, you know I like Keithley because I like to go I go watch them, but they are really starting to do my nothing um, <laughs> with this IMG stuff. Yeah. Um, but they're panicking because obviously they know they're not going to be in that top grade. Um, but I think... And Hull KR are doing so much off the pitch and so much in terms of what they're doing. I don't think they're panicking. They've gone, they've been doing it the right way, Hull KR, for years in terms of building what they're doing there. So, but I think you're, I think you're right. There are clubs that are panicking, but Wakefield don't seem to be doing the, don't seem to be panicking in the right way. Don't you think Hull KR could be quite high up though in the ratings? Because if yeah. you think, if you think about it, got a great academy setup, great. Like the stadium's improved and the facilities have improved. Mm. Good social media presence, which is what one of the criteria is. They've got a women's side, haven't they? Um, yeah, they have. Yeah, they 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 could be up there with us. To be fair, mm. they'll be in the low one, but they'll be chasing. Maybe not that high. Yeah, because they haven't won any trophies. That's one of the criteria yeah. as well, wouldn't it? But yeah. yeah, they'll be quite high up. Um. So the next questions. Um. From Macaulay, and Macaulay's asking, who do you think is going to win the NRL? Roosters. 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 Yep. Laurie? I you know there's one correct answer here. Manly. That's right. No, it's Manly. Sean Johnston and the New Zealand Warriors. <laughs> that would be amazing. But That comeback I, the other day was incredible. It would be amazing if the Warriors made the playoffs, really. I don't think they've been was there. That a squad? Was it 2010? Yeah. 2018 was the last time they made it, I think. 2018? Oh, wow. I forgot that. Oh, of course. That was yeah, years. then it was 2011 before that. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, uh, yeah, I think um, I think the Roosters are going to do it. The Chooks. I don't really want the Roosters to do it. No. Um, I can't. You know, I kind of want either the Warriors to do it or the Dolphins. I kind of really yeah. would love the Dolphins to do it. Um, but we'd have to wait and see. But I don't know. Brisbane look good as well, don't they? 
Reese oh, Walters Kevin, looks amazing. It's Kevin Walters, though. No. Mm. Macaulay's other question was uh, what's next for the lock pod what other ideas are in the pipeline do you have any ideas in future and what would you like to see happen with it I'm going to leave this response entirely up to him thank Eddie. you thank you very much what did, what did he say what's next for the lock pod I don't what's know what's next we... what ideas what's, <sighs> what would you like to see happen we've got other ideas we're not all good <laughs> Very rarely execute any, any ideas, but we've, we've got, we've got uh, what's any ideas to? I don't know. We, we've kind of flirted with the idea of doing something in a studio rather than recording like we do remotely. But again, there's a cost with that. So if anyone does want to sponsor us <laughs> to record in studios, that would be great. And then there's like where we all live. We all live across. That's John getting someone together, but we have had an idea that if we do get another big guest, rather than do it remotely like we do, we would rather get into a studio and kind of do our guests' specials that way and kind of completely change the way we speak to them as well, I think, because I think we need to get to know more gossip type stuff rather than in-game stuff that we kind of know. So I think that that's something we could kind of break into. But we're still kind of young, really, in podcast terms. But then, And then just to continue the fanzine as well, that's kind of where, we, where we're at, I guess. And, and to, to, to do another meet-up, I think at Magic, couldn't that be the the next one, the next one where we can just follow on from the grand final where everyone seems to have a good laugh and meet everybody face to face and have a good drink. So, yeah, a lot of things in the pipeline. But th for me personally, the next thing would be to get into a studio to kind of record. I think that's... But that's easier said than done at the moment with life and guests and things. But, yeah, leave it with us. We'll, we'll keep going my question in it let me get it back up joe says not sure i agree with wishing cruz leaming good luck over in the nrl he requested to leave and walked out on us laurie myself and reese you may have heard previous podcasts we're not speaking about cruz leaming he's finished <laughs> what do you make and did you will you have you wished cruz good luck at the titans um, well, put it this way, if you look at his history, he kind of did the same sort of thing at Huddersfield. Mm. So I, I'm i not bothered. Let him go. No. Let him go. If you want to spit your dummy out, spit your dummy out. And, you know, it's not, for me personally, I think it's very much a case of goodbye. Nice nice having you, you know. But I think as well, I think his reactions have partly been because he lost his captaincy, blah, blah, blah. Nah, let him go. Not bothered. Move on. He's gone. He's gone. Lewis asks, I'll do another race just, just come back. Well, How no, do you I didn't want to talk about Cruz leaving, so I walked away. Oh, so you walked off. Oh, you're back. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves. He leaves. Bored of talking about it. <laughs> so Willow asks, um, you should speak about speak out on the podcast about people taking your designs. 
and using them on their own as their own to make a profit. It's scandalous someone taking your ideas. Willow, completely agree. Um, just so as an FYI for everyone, we currently do not have any merch in terms of T-shirts, hoodies or anything like that. So if you see anything with the Rowan stuff or Cam Smith stuff, please avoid it because they are stealing Eddie's stuff. Lewis says, how do you all think the squad will look in 2024 and how many seasons does Rowan Smith need for the squad to become something he has aimed for? Keep up the good work. The podcast is awesome. So do you think, how do you think the squad will look in 2024, Loz? And how many seasons does Rowan need to kind of mould this squad into his own? Or do you think it's almost there? Do you think it needs another pre-season or... Are we close to the the final Ron Smith squad, do you think? It's a great question. I think the team it might is. be quite, quite different next year. I think you, when you consider who we've got going out of contracts, I think it'd be interesting There's to see loads, how keep, yeah. loads of contract. Um, partly, do you reckon Smith will just go, let them go, we start afresh, we sign some others? I mean, it's an interesting one. I think for me, the ones who... the the ones who are going out of contracts from, uh, you know, Australia and everyone, I think he'd let them go, to be fair. I don't think he'd keep them. Mm. Um, but it's interesting. It's who you sign. And I think he's got to be careful of signing players. He's got to sign players, if he is, uh, who are going to be able to push the team forward. I don't think the youth signings, like he has done, are they going to be the sort of players that we can rely on to move the team forward? Mm. Not necessarily sure on that. It's a great question. I think we need to sign. We need to look for players who can really go forward and motor. Um, it's okay setting up a team for years to come, but you need to have the players now to get the team going to that position. And I think Rowan's got to be careful because he's going to be stuck in a position where, say, this time next year, if we're in the same situation, he might not be in a job. He might have thought. <laughs> you never know. You don't know, do you? Because. It's one of those where he, he's probably got a time scale and so is the club, but it's whether them two actually meet up or how it meets up. So that's my view. I think personally, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with him, but it's a case of what the project length is and what it is that he's trying to achieve. Obviously, winning the title. The squad's going to look completely different next year. There's going to be new halfbacks, there's going to be new. Oh, I'm trying to think what else there'll be. But I don't know if you guys saw, but. Rugby League Analytics did a post about a week ago and he was being in the club. And what he showed was a lot of players that are not in their prime age yet. So the squad, a lot of the core players like your Newman, your Smiths, your O'Connors, Hanley, even those are still not in what you'd call your prime age, your prime ages of performance. Oh my god. So and then you've got, and then you've got another player. And then we, we didn't actually have anyone in that core bit. Every, we had loads of players before it and then loads of players after it. So you've got all that young experience coming into that phrase. So I suppose it's building a team around those core players. But the problem is one of those core players isn't a halfback. And that's going to be the big change for us, I think, going forward. Um, and that's, but like I said earlier in my little rant where they got slightly triggered. Only slightly. Um, it can't be these one-year halfbacks. We have to be signing someone there as part of the project that goes with how long Rowan's been here. There's no reason why 
this squad shouldn't shouldn't be in the grand final this year. And the same we should always be aiming for the grand final. It's Leeds. So you could so but the squad will look completely different, I think, again next year. But the same core of young players coming through will always be there. Imagine a prime Harry Newman. Jesus Christ. We aren't even seeing the full version of Harry Newman yet. That is that is frightening. Mm. And a, a prime Cam Smith with a prime mullet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just keeps his mullet growing the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Um, Darren's saying that the game against KR was awful. We seem to have one good game and then one bad. Anyway, his point is that he thinks Myler is really underrated. Uh, it says he's really reliable with catching from the kicks and returning runs, and I think that showed uh, against Hull KR. He said he rarely drops anything, always makes metres. We missed him huge against KR. What do you guys think about that, Boz? Um, yeah. I think Milo does offer quite a lot to the team. He's, although I think it's slightly changed from more what he does on the pitch to lead, like almost like a leadership thing I think he's changed on. I mean, he's, I've always been a bit of a fan of Milo, but I think especially at fullback, I think he's class. I'm not sure he does it anywhere else, but his fullback, he has done all right. Okay, he had that wobble, that awful game against Warrington, but um, I think we all did that night. But he's he's crucial to the team. We saw that against Okay, I think we obviously won there, and we lacked at the back, and they peppered us there, didn't they? So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens to him in the next few years as fullback. You're better when you're not playing, aren't you? You are. When 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 a player's not playing, they are better, and they, they get missed. Now, Myler is half decent under the high ball, but in terms of the Hull KR game, it was Alfords that got destroyed. So I can't see where... who has yeah. appeared to have been dropped. Oh yeah, he's not in the squad. Not in the squad. Thank God. But I do. I think Myler blows hot and cold. I do think he's probably the best. Is the only fullback really in at the club? Hooley just needs time. Clearly, in his more game time, he, he kind of got dropped in last second VKR due to Myla having another kid. And when once your partner goes into labour, it's like there's no set date on when someone can go into labour. So it sounds like it came about quite suddenly. But I do think Hooley will come good. I think um, it might just take him to get some fitness. And I do think he, he will or could push Myla. For a spot at fullback. Demo says, Hi gents, love the podcast. Keep up the good work. I'm interested to know your thoughts on the Channel 4 coverage. Every week there's nothing but positive comments about Channel 4's coverage of rugby league games. It's somewhat understated, but fun. Almost the exact opposite as what Sky are giving us. We know there isn't a lot of money coming into the game and IMG are tasked with addressing that. But hypothetically, if Channel 4 offered less than Sky, should the game take that for the benefit of being on terrestrial TV? What do you reckon, Reese? Do you think it would benefit the game if IMG were on board and Channel 4 came in, took the game off Sky, but gave the game less money? I think it's a, I think what Damo's kind of saying is speculate to accumulate, kind of... Put, put the game to fresh eyes, but kind of let it grow? It's a hell of a question. Because <laughs> from, a, from a business sense, you want you want to generate as much income 
as possible so you can obviously then invest that back into the game um but you could argue that investment stopped being used wisely because the game should have grown with that money from sky anyway um it'd have to depend how how less it would be channel four will not be able to offer the same amount of money that sky will and i imagine people like amazon might want a bit of a piece of this um, when the deal comes up i'd love bt sport to become just a home of rugby because then i can have one bt sport that's just all a rugby union all a rugby league in, class. <laughs> in one place but um it would depend on the difference because money still talks and trumps mm. unfortunately but if it was close and Channel 4 offered just slightly less, I would want it to be on Channel 4. Agree with that, Lars? Yeah, it's, I agree. Um, for what Channel 4 have done is, like, I mean, they've done incredible, haven't they? Let's be honest. They've Their coverage is brilliant. There's no John Wilkin giving daft comments. There's just, it's really good, really good coverage. And it's not, it's almost, it's speaking to you rather than speaking to, the content is speaking to themselves and the best mates almost. So yeah, Channel Four offer a great package and everything. It'd be good mm. to see. And I think it'd be interesting. Do you know what? I think BT or whatever they're going to be known as from is it TNT Sport from mm. July. That could be an interesting one because that could really, if they were interested, they could quite easily get involved with Super League. Easily. So oh, yeah, easily. absolutely. So I think it could be an interesting one. That it would it harm the sport if we left Sky? Well, really? what? What's what's progressed with Sky over 10, 15 years? I think the definition of madness is doing the same thing again, um, with expecting the same results or different results. Yeah, we've been with Sky since the inception of Super League. You know, sometimes change is good. I think it would be as well. And Demo kind of says as well, it'd be great if Channel Four could partner with an online streamer, so it would Amazon. be like a. a a partnership deal or not like a partnership, but kind of channel four get X amount of games more than they have now. And then the online streamer picks up the rest. To, I, I do agree with that, but I think if channel four or if any other company does pick up super league, we need more. We don't just need the live games. We need like a magazine show, you know, we need like a footy show, something to kind of, get people excited, but I'm not, I can't remember when the TV deal's up, but I, I just think sticking with Sky, it's just tried and tested. I think, try something new. You know, I get the feeling Sky might always be there, but speculate to accumulate. Next question is from Craig, who says, he's been a Leeds fan since 1990, uh, and apart from the trophy winning games, of which have been loads, what is your favourite Leeds game? Craig has said it has to be the 2003 semi-final and the arrival of Danny Maguire. <laughs> I missed the bell. I spent 13 years before that of my dad. I said 13 years before that of my dad telling that Leeds were the nearly men, but nothing could prepare us for the sex that followed. Keep up the good work with the pod. It's the best listen of the week. Eddie, what's your favourite non-trophy winning game? There was a game, 2003, 2002, Loz at home to Saints. We were getting beat with about 15, 10, 15 to go. We were losing by at least 20, at least 20. 
2003. We won 30-20. Yeah, and we came back to bed. I think I think Mark Coldwood got one or two. The South Stand was bouncing. They, yeah, you genuinely just took the... the, the I was going to swear then. The South Stand was... Oh, it was a summer's night. I think I just... I think I le- left straight from school, got home, got me... Got changed, met straight to head. Oh, it was just... 24 Incredible. points in 11 minutes. That way, yeah, I thought it around 10. It was just amazing. And it was like the game that I've been to games before and after, but that was like the game where just due to the atmosphere and the comeback and things, it kind of solidified that this is me for the rest of my life now. You know, it was the it was the one it was the game where I thought. I need more of this. And it, it it was the adrenaline hit. I don't know if it was my age or... It, it was around that time where you kind of went to the games alone. Not alone, but with your friends. And it became a different animal, you know, rather than going with family or, you know, it just became something. And I, that might have been the first... It must have been. I think it was the first game I kind of went with, with friends. And that, like Lost said, the atmosphere was absolutely... Off the scale, it was one of those games in the old South Stand where you kind of looked around thinking, "Is this is this stand gonna gonna collapse? <laughs> is it gonna is it actually gonna?" Oh yeah, but without a doubt, that were mine. Have you got one, Loz? I've got two that I've just thought of. Um, when we played Adelaide in '97 at Headingley, yeah. my I went. I think it was the first time I'd gone to a game with my dad. Weirdly, mm. and because uh, I'd been going with mates and stuff, because I really you know. And I just remember the atmosphere beforehand because they sung the national anthems and then the South Stand was singing about neighbours being shit and like stuff like that. And it was just a really <laughs> strange atmosphere. Then Paul Sterling run the full length of the pitch to score at South Stand, went right. mental, beer went flying. It was brilliant. Um, but the other game, and you're going to be like, really? Saints the other week away? I, wow. yeah. I got dragged to that and by accident because I wasn't going to go. And at half past three, I got a, my friends like, come along, come along, come along. And I went, all right, then I'll come along, thinking, we're going to get battered. It's going to be embarrassing. And then literally, I can still see it now. The drop goal went over, and one of my mates came sprinting over and jumped on my head because I'll crouch down. And literally, I had this body just land on my head. And I still, I could still visualize it. I mean, it's almost on the level of um, Huddersfield away when uh, Ryan Hall scored. Ryan that's, Hall. The, that's the level of scenes and memory I've got of it. It's yeah. really strange. Mine is the 2015 semi-final against Saints. Um, I don't think I'll ever celebrate a 40-20 as much ever In again. your life ever again? In my life. Um, oh, God, that was mad. Just, just the leadership that that man showed on that pitch that night was just unbelievable. Um, and to control the game at the end to win it. So, yeah, for me, it's that one. Some good memories. I bet people listening to this now, watching this back, listening back, are saying tons more. We've been incredibly lucky, Craig. Kato says, Kato, Leeds United up to 13th. Yeah. <laughs> getting a, oh, my God, I'm getting a nosebleed. What? 13th? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, there's only two points separating about six sides. So we, we, we were 18th that. at the start of the day. Um, don't mention that. <laughs> we're 13th. That's, that's all that matters. 
Yes, Kato, amazing. Absolutely. Um, we've, got, we've got Palace next as well, haven't we? It's yeah. the it's the Lockpod and Duncan Derby. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. Duncan's oh. a Palace fan for those that don't know. Yeah, he's got posters of Roy Hodgson all around his house as Duncan as well. Talk about me having a shrine to Danny. Yeah, Duncan's got a shrine to Roy. Yeah, (laughs) he still hasn't come down for the fact that Roy's back. Actually, Um, (laughs) Will Hodgins has got the next question, and his question was: He's been to seven of the twelve Super League grounds. Uh, in the current Super League, uh, and I'm thinking of adding some more to the list. What are your favourite grounds, bar Headingley, and why? I think Laurie's probably the best person to ask this. <laughs> um, I love Castleford away. Brilliant. It's a funny away day. Uh, proper traditional rugby ground. Um, I'll try to think what else. Um, a lot of the grounds now don't have a lot of character because they've all changed and they're all like football stadiums and stuff. Yeah. But you can have a great away day. So it depends where you want to go. Hull's, Hull's quite a funny one. Um, as we found out last year, Hull FC away. You can have a nice little walk from the train station to the ground. There's a few pubs on the way. You've got to be a bit careful, but mm. it's not too bad. Um, but for me, you can't beat some of the older ones. Like I mean, to a certain extent, Bellevue's terrible. But for a rugby game, it's kind of a nice... Yeah, you, you you feel like you're transported back to the 1800s. It's a nice little time walk. <laughs> so little things like that. It's perfect. Um, I mean, DW Stadium. You feel like you're climbing Everest. Um, when you go to Wigan, so that's always a nice treat. And uh, yeah, and at Warrington, you, you just feel like oh, Chavs might kick off at any point when they're pointing at you from stand opposite. So yeah, it's uh, it's an, there's quite a few interesting grounds. For anybody interested, coincidentally, Laurie, <laughs> Laurie has wrote an incredible away days guide in the new Lot 17A fanzine available now to buy. He's done a, it's like a whistle stop tour of all away grounds. So buy it and read it. For me, I agree with Laurie. I do like Wakey. I am interested in seeing that new stand, but it looks like they're going to be relegated. So. I'm, I'm ever going to see it unless there's a cup tie. Again, I agree, agree with Laurie. Cass is a good away day, as I've said a million times, just because it's like going back to 1981 and it's about 36p for a beer and a burger. And I like Huddersfield away because it's really, really close to my house and I can be home in about 15 minutes. Reese? Um, the one I really want to go to is KR. Because they they yeah. look like they've they've really ramped things up there and what they've done. And it's um, so KR is the one I would suggest. Another question for the mailbag from Will. Oh, that's the one in it. It's the same one. Uh, we're we're one. on to Twitter now. So the first one from Twitter is from Ian, Ian uh, and he's asked: Given the CBA negotiations, which have delayed the NRL women's contracting. Um, but announcements have finally started this week. Do you think Fran Goldthorpe and George Roach will be in the match day squad for Sunday? Um, I'm going to assume they are, but I, I haven't seen a squad <laughs> announcement. I'm trying There's to see no squad just yet. <laughs> so um, I'm a bit nervous. Um, but no, I think I think they'll be with us um, for at least part of the year. Um, oh, hopefully, definitely all of the year. Um, part of me. Part of me agrees with that because I don't want them 
to leave Leeds because they are genuine superstars. But part of me also wants them to go. Mm. Part of me, to be honest, it's probably about a 60, 40, 70, 30 in favour of them leaving Leeds weirdly. Because well, remember the question I, want... I asked you would you rather them go to rugby union or would you rather them go to the NRL women's? Yeah. But I don't that's the options they're going to have. Well, Fran played union last week, didn't she? I think, yeah, uh, yeah, under 20s. Yeah, it, it just kind of shows how talented they are and how talented she is. But I'd much rather keep them in league and I'd mm-hmm. much rather them go to the NRL. And I kind of do want them to do it because I want them to to prove just how good they are, you know, to, to go over there and kind of be trailblazers again, to kind of do it over there and say, right, we are, we are the, uh, the English, the, you know, when we, we can produce superstars. Cause I do genuinely believe that those two are international superstars. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Loz? Totally agree. Yeah. I think I, for the sport to develop, especially for the England side and the England setup, yeah. you need the players to go out to Australia um, you need the players to up themselves, not themselves, but to get the to get their skills up there and boost it. So mm-hmm. I know it's not for the benefit of us, but if we can help these lasses get on their career path, it makes sense, doesn't it? And mm-hmm. we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't be like, oh, how dare you leave? Go, go again, you know, go do it. You've done it here for us. You know, we've got nothing that we can say that we can't have any bad things to say about it. Fair play, you've done a great job for us. Yeah. So, Go bet yourselves, lasses, you know, do it. And especially if they play this year and win everything, you know, and, and do it again, then they could kind of leave like the rest of the legends we've had and say, right, there you go, adios. We're going to go kill it if in you, the women's If you look at how the um, women's sport is developing, there's so many, so many young talent that's coming through and so many other talent. It's actually kind of a good thing that more of these lasses are going to get that chance or going to get a chance to play for Leeds and then progress. So it's one of those where it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. It's probably more so within the women's game than the men's game, I think. Yeah. Great. The next question, this is plural, is from David, who asks, who is the most attractive Super League player? My missus has no interest in the game, but said, who is that? When she saw when she saw Ashton Golding on the telly, Ashton Golding is an incredibly good-looking man. I think I think the hair adds to that. Reese, Conrad Hurl, Conrad Hurl, it's quite uh, difficult because in the NRL they've got it's Pappenhausen. It's not even a question. Pappenhausen, oh, Joey Manu, Joey Manu's incredibly good-looking. <laughs> In Super League, I don't know. I don't surely, know. Surely Brad fashion has got to be there, won't you? Oh, Brad yeah. fashion has got a good mullet. Cam. Um, I mean, Ash Hanley. Ash Hanley's a looker. I mean, Zane has got a cracking moustache when he was rocking that. Yeah, he has. What about... <laughs> Liam, Stockless? Zane now. <laughs> yeah. Liam Stockless, really good looking. <laughs> Um, who else is there? There's no one at Cass. <laughs> oh, Wiggy. No, there's no one at Wigan. I, I, you know, I'd probably say Liam Sutcliffe, actually. Callum Watkins? No, Ryan Hall. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ryan Hall? Easy. He's like a 
fucking demigod. <laughs> oh, Ryan Hall. He is cut from the same cloth as Hercules, that guy. I bet if the test is DNA, it'll go straight back to Greek mythology. I'm like, a late descendant of Hercules. Yeah, Ryan Hall. Oh, easily. Easily, Ryan Hall. Second question from David. If you had to design a new stadium for the Rhinos, what would it look like and what would the capacity be? Reese? I mean, I, I think we've got the best purpose-built rugby league stadium or stadium. <laughs> I think we do. Um it it's it's got a I think it's the it's the right capacity. I think it looks great, it's got great hospitality, it winds up away fans because of where they have to stand. It, yeah. it, it's got. I don't think there's anything you'd want to change, but I, I, I really like the stadium as it is. Um, I don't think I'd really change anything other than bringing Wilson's pies back. <laughs> In well, fact, no, maybe well, that's what I would do. Well, I would have an element well, of the stand which just be a Wilson pie shop. <laughs> Why can't you just make it to like a massive pie dome? You know, <laughs> yeah, that Wigan. roof over, perfect. Um, Laws, I don't know, because all city stadiums are a bit dull, aren't they? Um, yeah, incredibly. I mean, surely you'd like one, like one of these Aussie grounds where they've got like a couple of hills or something, and then yeah, two massive seated stands. So, like, mm -hmm. if you want to be boring, you can go to seats. So like, if you want to go like on the hill, it'd be quite good. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd keep Headingley. As it is now, including the West Stand. I won't do anything with the West Stand at all. Because as I've said a million times before, I like that new and then the ye old rotting kind of corner there. I would change the South Stand back to Terrace, but I'd make it even bigger. So I'd knock the South Stand down and make it to its full capacity, the biggest Terrace available. And then kind of the corners between... Because they're kind of blank, aren't they? I'd kind of fill those in as well. No, so no, no. Stand... Wilson's pies in the corner. There. Yeah, oh, all Wilson's in the corner. I'd fill the corner from the south to the Carnegie, <laughs> and I'd fill the corner from the Carnegie to the north with like extra seating to kind of do. Would you have like the basics Wilson pie shop in the corner, then a deluxe in the upper corner? Yes. So like you could have like. You know, yes. you really push yeah, because and... hospitality would need nicer. Yeah, pie, exactly. You know? Yeah, so we get. We'd get yeah. steak and ale and the chicken and leek and stuff, and they'd get like the proper, like you know, actual meat in theirs and all wagyu that sort of and all that and, lot. Yeah, yeah, wagyu beef and you know all that sort of stuff and salt and pepper pork in it. I'm going a bit weird now, um, but yeah, yeah no. Um, Josh is asked, uh, forget the salary cap. If you could sign two players to add to the lead squad next year, one from the NRL and one from Super League, who would you have? I've thought about this, so I'm going to go straight away on this. I would sign Tim Laffey from as, a, as my Super League signing and move Nene to wing. So then I'd have a back line of Myler, Hanley, New, Newman, Tim Laffey and Nene, which I think would be the best Super League sort of centre-winger thing we've got. And then... I'm actually going to completely overdo what I said and I'd sign Pappenhausen at fullback. 
two amazing mullets for I the run nose. A spine of mullets. <clears throat> if you wear one, six, seven, or thirteen, it should now be that you have to have a mullet. <laughs> it's a signing Pappenhausen can help me do that. Laws? Uh Sam Walker. We have to sign Correct. him because he's the Leeds lad. Yep. Yep. Um, Right, Super League's a tough one because I, I, I'm just thinking now who I'd want to go for. And we've got a side thingy from Hulky Hart. I forgot his name now. Halfback. Mikey Lewis. Mikey Lewis. Yeah, oh, my God. Good. You've cheese salad me. That, those are both my choices. <laughs> and you have to choose two more while you're speaking. <laughs> yeah, that's who I can think of. I just think we need two halfbacks next year. Well, well potentially, hopefully, maybe. Why not we get them too? Yeah, and would would Sam Walker count on the um, quarter? He's born no. in Leeds. No, he's, he's English. He's yeah. a Leeds lad. There you go. Sam. Don't have it's to worry his, about that. It's his dream to to wear the blue and amber one day, and I'm sure it will. Well, since Laurie's gone for Sam Walker, I'll be very, very, very basic and say Nathan Cleary because he is the best player in the world. And then because again, I was going to say Mikey Lewis. I'll say Johnny Lomax because I don't think Nathan Cleary and Johnny Lomax is a bad um, surprise. Jason Lino, <laughs> well, he, he's factually signing for us, so that's not quite a dream signing. <laughs> Laurie, can you remember your three questions to finish us off, or do you want me to read? I them think out? you should read it out, yourself. sir. First question from Laurie at Liner's View, he's with us now, obviously, he's one of our regulars. If you had a pound. What bet would you put on the rugby this week? Probably for Hull or Wakey to lose. <laughs> to nil. <laughs> Reese, Comrade Harold to knock on. <laughs> Those are really bad odds. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. You're not going to get anything for that. You're getting for that. What would you uh, bet on, Loz? I, I think Lee will do Salford tomorrow. Yeah, I do. I think they'll do it. I, I don't agree. Know I, I just think they've had a bit of a dodgy few weeks, but I think they'll come good. I agree. I think Salford are on the uh, a bit of a slippery slope, and I think Lee will do them. I agree. Second question from good old Laurie. Rank these in order from best to worst. Are you ready, Reese? Mm-hmm. Cocoa Pops, Corn Flakes, Shreddies, Rice Krispies. Best Shreddies. Oh, best to worst. Yeah. Oh. Cocoa Pops. Rice Krispies, cornflakes, shreddies. Do you, remember, do you remember Ricicles, by the way? Yes. Was like yeah. Really, really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Good little space, man. Do they still yeah. do them? No. no they're, they're they're too, too many e numbers. Too much, too yeah. much sugar in them. Laurie, key I'm... question before I answer, sorry. Is it just basic shreddies? Yes. Oh, shit. That changes everything. Hang on, whilst he's thinking about that, are you milk first or milk after? Milk, uh, milk after. Milk first. What? What? You're so not milk because, first, mate. Because what? I I saw someone about six months ago at <laughs> a, 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 a hotel put milk in first and milk then first. and then you should have been the cereal in. The and I was you... like, I was sat in the holiday oh. premium. I was sat in the premium and I saw them do it. I'm there going, did I just see that? Milk How do you know the portions of that you're going to put in? You need the exact yeah. thing, don't you? Just oh mental. my god, mental. Oh, that's really unnerved me. 
Did that give you enough time to think about what you needed? Really? Just distract you. Uh, for me, it would be cocoa pops, shreddies, cornflakes, rice krispies. Loz, as your. I think I, mine's the same as race, but I would have swapped um, rice krispies and cornflakes. Oh. Uh, up and down one, but that's that's exactly the same as what I would have gone for. If it would have been frosted shreddies, I don't think there's a better cereal than frosted shreddies. I think they are the absolute goat. Third question from Laurie to finish us off. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, thanks to Reese. Thanks to Laurie for coming on. We will be back to review Leeds versus Huddersfield on the match review panel to finish off the mailbag this week. Laurie asks, "What's the best name to give a dog, Reese?" Right, you've got to. Think I didn't mean about... that's the name, Reese. To... <laughs> you've got to think about. You remember the famous viral video, the Fenton thing. Yeah, you, you've got to think about that. A name, you, you've got to shout in the park. You've got to be shouting. So, so at least make it interesting. Like having a dog called Keith or Kevin or you know Beryl. Or, you know, something that's just really stupid and strange, I think. Because everyone's done a, a Tilly, aren't they? And a, all the other names that dogs have. Everyone does all those. Just go for something completely out there. That's when you shout at it in the park, it sounds like you're chasing after your grandma that's got dementia and she's got lost. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the name? Yeah, I don't know. Um... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, Reese, that's quality. Man. I'll go Moldwin. There you go. Okay, Moldwin. Laurie, have you got an answer to your own question? It's either Snoopy. That's not right. I like that. Or Zane. Zane. <laughs> <laughs> I just did that for Reese's reaction. <laughs> sure call your dog called... sandwiches or something. Sandwiches. Should called Dwyer? <laughs> That's what Duncan calls his dog. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back. Thanks, Laurie, again. Thanks, Reese. See you all next time when we review Leeds smashing Huddersfield. <laughs>